Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Personalized. As always, I'm your host, Vincent King. Uh, so before I get on to the details of this amazing guest, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners who have been, you know, giving me support and listening to the show, talking to these guests, catching up with the guests. I mean, it's it's been an incredible journey with with who I've interviewed and, and, and the people that's going to be on here. It's just it's something that I've I'd never dreamed I would actually get to do. And it's it's just so fun. Um, So this week's episode is with Caitlin Kleiman. For those of you that don't know Caitlin, she is the creator of the Insomnia Project, voice acting work and writing and creating. She even may or may not have voiced a character on Written Lately called One Bad Night, uh, which you can find on all your podcatchers for the 11th Hour Audio Productions. Um, so without further ado, put on your headphones, turn up the volume. I would say get some black coffee because that's just my preference, but we'll leave it at that uh, and enjoy the episode. Okay, so before we go anywhere in this conversation, I've I've honestly been like very curious uh why the Insomnia project? Like what where did you get your idea for that? Oh, okay, yeah, there is like a whole backstory of how that ended up there. Um so it actually originated, I don't know if you've listened to the the show seminar at all from Pendant. Um it's like an anthology series, so it's it's short stories. Um and I, I wrote a short for them, my very first script ever. And I was trying to think of what to write. Uh, and so I was just trying to think, like, what's on my mind right now? It's how sleep deprived I am. <laughs> and, I, you know, and it honestly just sort of budded up out of that. And sort of my, um, the short is very different from Insomnia Project, but it kind of melded into that, if that makes sense. Um, but just kind of came from my desire to like, I don't need sleep. Why do I need sleep? This is stupid. I wish I didn't need to sleep ever again. And that, that's kind of how it came up. <laughs> so would you say that it's like, so seminar being, uh, the first script you wrote and, um, assuming the, the first one for the Somnia project ish, uh, for that, would you say that, um, it's a part of the insomnia world or, or would you say it's a, it's a form of a prequel or. Uh, not even, I would say they're separate universes, honestly, but that one more inspired the other. Although I will say I did borrow a scene from the, the sleep deprived short that I might have stuck in the insomnia project. So if you take a deep dive, you'll find it. But, um, but otherwise, not connected except for the fact that they're about sleep deprivation <laughs> uh so. <laughs> so does your does your uh does your now fiance to see has he ever listened to any of the episodes or any of the audio dramas with you he's listened to the first episode of the insomnia project and otherwise has just sort of like he supports me, but, but I think just sort of, it's just not his thing. You know what I mean? Like, he's just never really gotten into podcasts as a whole. Um, um, and does that make sense? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah, it's just sort of not his thing, honestly. Like, he's tried doing podcasts. And before when I was starting out with this stuff, it was, I was doing sort of less at once be like oh i've written this one script this is very exciting and now i tell him about so many things that i'm working on i could not possibly expect him to keep up or remember each of them honestly um so yeah so he supports it but he's not like super into it and not at all cut up yeah you're not alone on that one um brendan yeah she she's <laughs> like so with each one she has a certain uh 
what's the word certain um i guess feeling or or uh certain desire for each one i've done most of them is okay. that she's like i don't want to sit here and listen to them <laughs> she's like i'm <laughs> i'm glad you she's you know i'm glad you're on another project for like the eighth time this year yeah but i, I can't do podcasts and then just the other day we were in the car and she was talking to her friend and the first thing she said is yeah i've been listening to that that office podcast with the lady from the office and i've been really enjoying it it's a really good podcast <laughs> and every bit of me just wanted me to just like jerk her over there when she's in the car yeah yeah but that one's more her thing <laughs> oh that's funny though yeah it's fine they're supportive it's all that matters <laughs> so it, like there's uh you know with with the Asomnia project being some being um basically you know your I wouldn't say what's the word um that's I guess your baby wouldn't it be I mean this that's your it that's kinda your is it feels good to have your name on it don't it yeah yeah and it's this is the one that like everything else I've worked on it's been sort of as a contributor you know like the when I write stuff for seminar I'm writing a short for like a bigger podcast that would exist without mm-hmm. me. Um, or when I voice act, it's kind of the same thing. But this is the one that's like, this is mine. <laughs> I made it. Everyone else is contributing to it. Although, I mean, maybe that sounds snobby. I don't know. But, but yeah, of all the things I've worked on, this is the one that like feels like it's mine. I think. I and um, what brought you into doing um, like audio dramas? Oh. Like you said, uh... Seminar is your first script. Yes, it was also my first voice acting thing as well. Um, I, how was it? So I, I've been really into like podcasts and audio dramas just as a fan for quite a while. And I think it must have been Girl in Space that first even gave me the idea. She was having um, auditions and it just sort of occurred to me that like, oh, yeah, I could try that. And so I auditioned, didn't get it. It's fine. <laughs> Not bitter. Uh, <laughs> and just sort of kept auditioning for things. Um, eventually, a seminar is also great because since it's an anthology, they have just constant uh, casting calls for small roles. Um, mm. And so got onto there. Oh, and then, okay, so this all kind of snowballs. Um, <laughs> quite a while later, uh, our good friend Eli ended mm. up with one of my additions for something else because he's friends with Alex from Empty. Um, Alex recommended me. Eli got in contact with me. I voice acted for Eli's thing, the Ghostlight Theater. Um, and then Eli was the one that was like, hey, you should turn that short script that you did for seminar into a full audio drama. And that's how I ended up here. <laughs> Typical Eli um, hooking us all in. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's but yeah, it's a very typical story, honestly. <laughs> I remember uh, when we finished Unlucky Charm. I was like, "All right, that's it. This is the only podcasting thing I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to go back to my novels. It was nice meeting you." And then, like a week <laughs> later, I'm like, "Hey, Eli, do you want to like do another podcasting thing with me?" <laughs> it does sound right. Like he's he's such a I think recruiting is what he's kind of amazing at is just sort of convincing people to come work on things with him, you know? Great. His, his favorite <laughs> thing to do right now is um, <clears throat> he'll like, if I have a project or if I'm finishing one, he'd be like, all right, uh, you still finishing up on the podcast or you can go back to novel. Just wait for me to have to admit <laughs> how right he was. <laughs> that is kind of funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Well, and you're hooked now, right? There's no going back. I mean, you're you, you oh, do yeah. novel still, but you know, not you know. I listen. got too many projects <laughs> and not just <laughs> disappear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, is there any as a listener that you that you like like I mean, clearly the girl in space and seminar, but is there any others that have uh pulled you in towards or or gave you more motivation for the insomnia project? Um, so honestly, King Falls I Am is another one of my favorites. I think that's the one that sort of first got me into audio dramas in the first place. And just mm-hmm. kind of from what I know about these guys is that they 
they were kind of more involved in like the TV and movie world, but weren't having a lot of success and just sort of went, oh, we should try this. This is another way that maybe we could try and express ourselves and make a thing. And I really just liked the idea of that. They're like, they had no idea what they were doing, but they just sort of dove in and figured it out. And that's kind of the tack that I've taken with it ever since. I have no idea what I'm doing, <laughs> but I keep <laughs> hanging out with smart people and they help me figure it out. So, so I, I would definitely say them quite a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. always good to have help, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. No, like if I were literally in a bubble by myself, wouldn't exist. Cause I, it, there's just so much that I'm realizing that I don't know. Um, and then eventually I do, but yeah, I don't know. Friends are nice. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so do you plan on, um, like how long do you plan on going with the insomnia project? Oh God, I think, so I lost a bet with Eli and he made me promise three seasons, I think. Um, <laughs> there is currently one fully written mm-hmm. and I'm, yeah, I should follow through on my bet and make it through at least three. I still got to <laughs> figure out where it's actually going because I don't have it plotted out for three. Um, I have the ending so that it's not like obvious ending. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, like how movies end when they're trying to like, this could be the end or there could be a sequel. Um, mm-hmm. But so yeah, the plan should be three. You know, fair is fair. I lost a bet. It'll be three. <laughs> Writer's block sucks, doesn't it? Kinda. Like, I, I started panicking when I started trying to think of season two. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll figure it out. I'm confident. You know, I'm always winging it. It'll work out. <laughs> All right. So this is what you do. You get a piece of paper. You write down different scenarios okay. of how the season could go about. You shred them up. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Cut it up. Put in a hat. <laughs> draw one from the hat. You have to wing it. You have to go with what you got. I mean, that's fair and very much suits my writing style. So. <laughs> Maybe I will. something about T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's better than the nothing that I've written so far. So it's worth a shot. Um. <laughs> I like it. So besides the Insomnia Project and um, Ghostlight Theater and Luminary Brimstone and uh seminar is there any other big projects you're uh you're excited to be a part of oh now i'm gonna worry that i've forgotten something <laughs> um <laughs> like oh no um i think that really named all the big ones there's other stuff that I, I occasionally help with like little extras roles and that sort of thing but um like honestly right now my life is sort of focused on insomnia project luminaris occasionally i will contribute either voice acting or script to seminar yeah it's kind of the main ones and this big wedding you got coming up soon it's sorry what i said and this big wedding you got coming up soon oh yeah there's that (laughs) which will be long since over by the time this is out i'm sure um Yeah, you'll be a married woman. How does that? How does it? I mean, you, yeah. Were you nervous or are you, you you excited? Or are you? I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, like slightly more. Ex- I'm excited, but I I kind of like that we're keeping it so small, honestly, because the idea of throwing some sort of huge event makes me really anxious, and so it's kind of nice that it's literally just sort of close friends and family go to the courthouse get some food and get to dress up we're done and that's perfect (laughs) um but yeah the idea of being married i'm very excited but it's also kind of hard to visualize it as being much different we've been together Mm -hmm. for nine and a half years and jesus been, uh been living together for about seven years Wow. So you can see why I'm just kind of like, eh, courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you two meet? Uh, in college in marching band, <laughs> which is very nerdy. Um, he played tuba and I played flute. So. <laughs> tuba and a flute. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> 
Um, we didn't actually start dating until after college, but that's where we met. Nice. Nice. That's, that's yeah. awesome. So, um, you know, when, when you're not working on the wedding or doing podcasting stuff, what else do you do outside of this? Uh, let's see. I do a lot of crafting. I, I'm very like basic white girl in that sense. Um, <laughs> I'm usually like on Pinterest, looking up some new bracelet that I can make and sell on Etsy. <laughs> like, that's, like very classically me. Um, although the, the Etsy store is down at the moment because I've been taking a break for podcast stuff. But a lot of crafting, jewelry making. Um, I, I'm going to get back into crochet to go into the holidays. That's my go-to for everyone's holiday gifts. So it's time to make like 12 scarves. Um, that'll be good. Yeah. I don't know. Podcasting takes up so much of my time though. <laughs> like, that's so you that's said, the you bigger said you... thing. <laughs> so you said you have a store on Etsy? I do. Um, it's So the store name is Beachy Keen Style. Like Peachy Keen, but, but with a B. It's very like ocean beach oriented. There's nothing up there right now, but I believe you can still search it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll put some more items in there. I think in the near future, it kind of comes in waves like mm -hmm. all of my hobbies. Honestly, I get really obsessive for like six months and then I don't do it for a year and then I get back into it for like four months. <laughs> um, so, so there will be a point where there's things on there again, but yeah. So yeah, that my Etsy store. <laughs> That's awesome. So when, yeah. you know, besides the Etsy store and the podcasting, I mean, or do you, do you, is there any of these things that you just like, you would like to do full time or are you fine with like here and there sporadically? Honestly, if, if they were, if either of those honestly were workable full time, that's something Eli and I talk about all the time. Honestly, I think I could happily do podcasting stuff full time if I thought I could support myself on it. And people do, but it takes a bit of work up to get there. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think I've really put in sort of the time and attention I need to really gear that direction. If that makes sense. Right now I'm, I'm very much treating it as a hobby. I think I, I would really need to kind of change my tactics a little bit if I really wanted it to be the thing I did, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I would happily do that full time. I would also happily make jewelry full time if I could make enough money. Um, yeah, very happily. I, yeah, yeah. Simpler answer to your question. <laughs> but I mean, but uh, being in California, though, I mean, there's so much to do and see there. I mean, having time to do a lot of that probably doesn't help either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, there's just a lot going on, <laughs> honestly. Well, and also, I mean, you mentioned California. Rent costs are a little prohibitive for having mm -hmm. something other than a serious day job. So it's, that's another thing that ends up being kind of tricky. But, yeah. So what, what does your day job title consist of? Oh, so that's a whole fun thing. Um, I don't think I've ever told you before, honestly, right? Like what I do. Uh... <laughs> I've to be honest, I've I've kind of had an idea. I've had three guesses. Okay, so first, oh, guess, I, I kind of want to know. <laughs> first, first guess, you're a door to door sales lady, like Tupperware, kitchen and knives. <laughs> that was one of my guess. But just based on personality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the the next one, um, possibly. I don't know. I think this is a long stretch. Possibly uh, a a form of telecommunication somewhere. I wouldn't say dispatcher because I cannot see you doing dispatch without like. I wouldn't. Nah, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't go as far as saying. I just. I don't know. I don't see you. You're too. Uh, let's see. You're too. You're. I don't even know. Say. I just don't see you doing dispatch. Um. Yeah, me neither. No, you're right. It's not that one. <laughs> Uh, and then the last one, <sighs> coffee shop, just because of how obsessed I am with coffee. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. I... <laughs> that does sound really good. Yeah, I kind of want some. Although we then we're getting into like the cold brew versus hot coffee thing, and that sort of. <laughs> oh, don't think that wasn't coming up. <laughs> 
Oh, I figured it was. Um, okay, so you weren't even close. Uh, <laughs> so my job title is staff research associate. Uh, <laughs> I work at a university where I take care of a facility full of zebrafish that are used by researchers. Said that for a... <laughs> I take care of fish. I think you just made that up. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like I know. Like, it's so obscure wow. sounding. So do you like stick your hands in the water with the, the fish? Or I mean like how do you how do you so exactly take care of the fish? Zebra Okay, so it actually some visualization of what it actually looks mm -hmm. like kind of helps. Um, so first off, zebra fish are like, they're, they're tiny little buggers. They're maybe one, two inches on the long end. So they're, they're little. So there's a bunch of little, little fish in small tanks. So not in, not in big giant tanks, in um, like three liter tanks. Mm -hmm. And rows and rows of those small tanks throughout the whole facility and so just to kind of help you visualize we've probably got like 750 tanks holy full of <laughs> this is why i like i manage the facility i don't take care of it by myself um and so uh, upwards of like 15 fish in a tank so thousands of fish um that need fed there's equipment maintenance, there's like pumps, UV sterilizers, all that jazz that we got to change out at regular intervals. Um, see feeding health stuff, looking for sick fish, just animal care, but it's sort of specialized because it's fish. Oh, and there's, you know, all that water quality junk too. We're doing like water tests to make sure that water's, you know, got all the right parameters. So. Wow. How, I know it doesn't I'm sound just, like I'm making it up, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, uh, and honestly, in my mind, the only thing com coming up, and I guess it's because um, I used to work in parts. So I'm going to ask the obvious question. Okay. Do you do inventory with the fish? Uh, I mean, that it is a valid question. So we, we can keep track of tanks, but it gets tricky because. It, it's almost an impossibility to actually keep tabs on like an exact fish, you know, <laughs> or like the exact number of fish, uh, especially since when there's like 15 in there. Um, but maybe you don't know for sure that there's 15 in there. It's like trying to count like a jar of jelly beans, but the jelly beans swim around. And so, you know, it, <laughs> they all look identical. <laughs> so we keep track of tanks. The tanks have genotype information, so you know, like, um, some of their genetic, genetic information about those fish. And all the fish in that tank are that genotype. But yeah, otherwise, you know, it's just kind of some fish in each tank, and we do our best. <laughs> so is it only zebrafish, like, the only fish you guys mess with? There's no division for, like, um, clownfish or pufferfish or something? Um, we only have zebra fish, but there are other fish there. They're just managed by other people. Oh, so, so yeah. Um, for I guess for uh for purposes of case listeners are asking, or if they're asking or wondering, like I am, what why zebra fish? Oh, um, they're actually a really great research animal. One of the things that's kind of cool about them for researchers that are studying like developmental biology is their embryos are transparent. And so you can actually look up really cool YouTube videos about this. Um, mm -hmm. You can like put the, the like, well, the embryo, the egg under a microscope and you can literally like watch the little fish grow and see through it. And you can see like little fish moving around in there once it's fish size. And so since you can do that type of imaging, that's really valuable to researchers that are trying to study like developmental things. <laughs> um, they're also great because you can study on a much larger scale. So you can, if you need hundreds or thousands of embryos, that's really easy to do with a batch of like 50 fish. Um, Whereas other animals, you know, mammals, you can't really do that. So it's kind of nice. You can get fish eggs so easily. 
So do you have any like pet fish at home that kind of makes you think about during the day when you're at work? Uh, no. And actually I, a lot of other people that take care of fish for a living do. I kind of feel like I'm bringing work home if I have pet fish um, and that I would have the worst cared for pet fish ever <laughs> because I would get home and go, ah, your tank's not that dirty. You're fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> or like, ah, I fed you yesterday. You're fine. Um, whereas, you know, at work, I do a perfect, exactly good job. But yeah, I, I worry I would get too lazy with my pet fish. So I just. <laughs> it reminds me um a couple months ago we were at a friend's house and uh they have a um they have a goldfish and his daughter named it nemo and uh we were in <laughs> we were all in his bedroom hanging out i forgot what we were doing we had to just be in there doing something and uh emily his daughter had walked up she had she had come up to me and i had i was holding her he didn't see it and he's turned around doing something and i was asking about the fish and he had made a joke he's like yeah man this thing just will not die he didn't know that his daughter was right there and you're talking about the most balling his daughter about that fish. Oh, <laughs> oh that's funny. <laughs> Cute. So with you know with it with it being said about fish, I mean I'm gonna ask an obvious one. Do you have a favorite fish? Oh, I mean, maybe that isn't obvious because, like, nothing immediately comes to mind. I have some that I like more than others. <laughs> um, you know, like, like anglerfish are really cool. You know that, like, do you know what an anglerfish is? Is that the one that it's has the, the light and it's trying to light the blinding people? Is that the one I'm thinking or is that, yeah. like, a fake one? <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. That's exactly it. It's the anglerfish. Um, and... The yeah, I, I like those because I think they're really cool and mean looking. Um, mm -hmm. or the archer fish is actually kind of cool, kind of in the same realm, just because the name. Um, I always think archer fish are really cool because they they hunt bugs that are out of the water. So if huh. there's a bug like flying up above the water, they spit water at it so that it hits it, falls in the water, and then they go eat it. Uh, that, that's that's pretty really cool. cool. I did not know they were yeah. a thing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like all the really sort of weird fish. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, no, those are probably my two favorites. Be honest with me now. When you were a kid, did okay. you think the angler fish were fake? Did I what? When you were a kid and you heard, first heard of, you know, the whole, um, who was it that, uh, I want to say there was one of the, um, if it was, um, there was one of the Marvel characters. Uh... <sighs> Anyways, somewhere in the MCU, there was a reference of uh, the puffer fish. Uh, oh, yeah. And he, okay. Um, and he was kind of talking about how it, you know, it kind of distracts his prey a little bit. Similar to how the angler fish does uh, from, from what yeah, I'm... Yeah. If it, you know, again, if it's the same fish we're talking about, how, when, you know, when you were first heard of him as a kid, how, how real did you think they really were? The idea of, like, uh, something like that living in the ocean. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, like, you know, everyone's oh. scared of sharks, but I mean... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, they're way creepier than sharks. Uh, I don't ever remember doubting it, although I've always been gullible. So I think like a lot of things that, that you told me as a kid, I went, oh, yeah, that sounds real. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I doubted it. <laughs> what? Bigfoot in L.A.? Oh, that, I thought I saw those on TV before. Yeah, yeah. On History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that must be real. Yeah. <laughs> so with you know with you doing the fish and and uh you know in the podcasting you know your husband your uh well uh by now your husband on you know when husband, yeah. when you <laughs> is there things you two do together outside of this it's not i wouldn't you know since not fish related oh you know not like not like as a hobby, I would say, uh -huh. but the thing that we sort of most bond over that I guess is sort of our, our together time is going on vacations, honestly, um, which is kind of where all of our money goes. So all the money <laughs> that we're not spending on a wedding is on travel. Um, 
So yeah, or like theme parks. We do really love theme parks, actually. So like Disney World, for example. Um, that was that was together time for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I saw where you went to Galaxy's Edge too. So I know you. It's just it's. It always looks Still amazing. There, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always looks amazing. I mean, yeah. it, it, it feels like, or it looks like it could be just like, like just, just stuck in all, just like, you know, all in, as you're there. Yeah. Well, and it, the, what I think they did great with was the immersive aspect of it. That's what I most liked about it is once you sort of cross mm-hmm. this threshold, all you're experiencing is if, is if you're in Batu, like there's nothing about it that sort of screams well i mean i guess little things it's hard to get away from entirely but um you don't feel like you're in a theme park as much they really try and make it feel like you're just in this city um everything down to like the writing on the trash cans is made to be immersive or um the every single cast member there like down to the people at the register at the gift shop are in character and so they talk to you as if like you're in Batu. <laughs> uh, it, it's just really cool. Actually, we're going back. We're going to do the one in California in February. So I wanted to go again. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, further to the thing we do together, theme parks. <laughs> so, you know, uh, besides Disney, is there, you know, what, what other places have you guys been to that's really stuck out to you? Um, let's see. I mean, Disney, I always feel like does the best job as far as the theming of theme parks. So my favorite places do tend to be the Disney parks. Um, Mm. We've done Universal Studios in California and the Harry Potter area is great. I don't care for everything outside of the Harry Potter section. (laughs) Um, But I mean, their Harry Potter stuff is pretty cool. other than that, he's a lot more into roller coasters than me. So he loves oh, like all oh, the Six Flags and that sort of thing. How do you feel about roller coasters? <laughs> uh, so I like roller coasters. Um, I've, I, there hasn't been one that okay. actually just took me away from it. But what I don't like, I don't like the uh, the drop zones and the um, the rides that like literally do nothing but just shake you around for fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Those I are the most unamusing ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I also dislike the ones like I I hate the ones where like all you do is it slowly brings you up and then you fall mm-hmm. down and that's it. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll do it out of love because I, my fiance loves them, <laughs> <laughs> but I dislike them. I won't get that on them on my own. Um. And other roller coasters, I just sort of feel okay about. They're kind of fun, but I'm not really that into them. So I don't really seek out a day at Six Flags. Um, Whereas, like, the Disney parks, I'm much more into places that have the theming, you know, or the the Mm. really cute port souvenirs. (laughs) I I, I want an experience beyond just, like, the rides. Um, So, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I was recently told... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, the rides are fun, but it's not like the main thing for me. I usually want something else going on. What about the food? Come on now. I know the food's got to be good. I mean, that's a fair point. Um, Yeah, I mean, the food, it helps. Although so few theme parks, I'm impressed with the food. It's always just kind of... Um, I mean, Epcot at Disney World was really good. I'll give them that. Um, <laughs> Uh, food is important to me, though. You're not wrong. <laughs> I think I was told recently that uh, currently... Well, all right. I think it changed, actually. But before that, our first original solid honeymoon plan next year is to was to go to Universal. Um, we had said Disney. Mm-hmm, yeah. But uh, location and price-wise, we, we agreed on Universal. Because she's semi-getting okay. into... Uh, Harry Potter. Um, but she likes movies all around. Like the I best do, but part of it. Yeah, oh, and, but yeah. 
but I'm I'm a big Fast and Furious fan. So uh, assuming they still have some oh, of the stuff. Oh no, there. that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. But I think now we're going back to Pigeon Forge uh, because we enjoyed it so much for our like anniversary um, this past year. Oh. Okay. I mean, that's really fun too. Then I don't know. Just traveling is nice in general. Whatever ends up sounding fun. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think you two are like, you know, after the wedding or or sometime from now, is that something you two want to just like, um, you know, uh, buy a camper or an RV and just like spend the rest of your life just going over the world? I mean, I'm <laughs> assuming getting across the sea would be a bitch, but. <laughs> I mean, you put it on a boat, don't you? <laughs> you I, I, I mean, that's what I was thinking. But in my head, I'm like, that probably has to be like the most dumb sounding thing to logical people. To put. But I, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm just picturing someone just like, hey, I, I, tag along. <laughs> I assume you can put it on a boat if you want it. <laughs> so I think eventually, honestly, well, my parents, I think, aren't too far off from it. They, mm. my parents are kind of doing that right now. They still have their house, but they're in their RV somewhere most of the time. <laughs> um, and that does sound really appealing to me sometimes. Because, yeah, like, Andy and I don't really want to work. I mean, no one wants to work, but we just want to travel and explore other places. So it sounds appealing to me. I do like it. So maybe. Is there any other places that you are dying to go, even if it's like out of the country? Uh, oh, well, honestly, we we're lucky enough, and I think we're we do a good enough job, sort of diverting our money, <laughs> in mm-hmm. that if there's somewhere that we want to go, we're able to take ourselves there at some point. So we're we're planning on a trip to Japan. I think that'll be our next big one. That was that was me. That was my my request was to do Japan. Um, because I, I mean, you mentioned food earlier. I I love Japanese food so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I could subsist off of just that forever. <laughs> um, so so I mean, Japan is probably kind of the answer to your question because that was the next place I really wanted to go. Um, but yeah, we we try and get abroad at least every year and a half or so. So, when you go to Japan, I don't know the name of it. Yeah. I've only recently heard of it, um, and I'm sure any listeners would probably be jumping on that. Uh, there's a video oh, game yeah. um, store in Japan that has like all the old uh, retro stuff as well. Um, they just talked about it on Game Scoop like a couple months ago, uh, and. Really? You got to get pictures when you go. I, you got to get pictures of it. I couldn't tell you the name of it, but just remember there's a video game in their store. You got to go. <laughs> do you have any idea what city it's in? I'm going to narrow it down a little. I'm going to be honest. I only know Japan. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, it, but the thing is, I bet if I Google it, it'll come up. So mm-hmm. I'll look into it. <laughs> so oh, where, where have you been? Um, you know, where have you actually been if you've actually been abroad already? Uh, okay, let's see. So, um, wow, you got a list. <laughs> it's not super long, but it, it's a, a handful. Um, we did London, which was fun. We stayed in London, but there's plenty to do. Like, we were there for a week and that could have stayed longer, probably. Um, mm-hmm. London, I, I went to Israel on my own. So I did Israel. Um, and I did, sorry, I shouldn't say I. We have also been to Italy and the Netherlands. Yeah. Holy shit. So it's pretty good, right? So you see what I mean. Like, if we decide we want to go somewhere, we just sort of make our plans and put all our money that direction. <laughs> uh, all right. So I want to circle back to a few things. Uh, you said you went to Israel? Yes. Yeah. Do you Why? want to know how what, that came what? about? Yeah, yeah, I'm very curious about that because we just go step over that. Yeah, the... <laughs> there's a there's a very straightforward reason for that. Um, so I'm half Jewish, or as I, as I say to Eli, I am Jewish. Um, my dad's side <laughs> of the family is Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, and so I don't know if you've heard of um, Birthright. The like, there's a program. If you haven't, you're going to be mad when you hear about this. Um, for 
Jewish people under certain age, which I think they bumped up to 30 recently. I think it's 30. Um, where they will just send you on a trip to Israel. That's it. Um, it's, it's in a group. It, you know, you go in a group. It's like 10 or 11 days long, but everything's paid for. You just have to be... I'm trying to remember the qualifications. I think it might even just be a quarter Jewish. It's either a quarter or a half. I was Jewish enough, clearly. Um, but yeah, that's how I ended up in Israel. Because, I mean, you tell me you'll send me for free. I go, okay. And then I go. Um, how, was, so, how was it yeah. over there? I mean, it was really fun. <laughs> I had a really good time. You kind of have to go in with the, I mean, as soon as you mention Israel, there's a bunch of politics involved. Um mm-hmm. And so you have to go in somewhat skeptical of things you're being told, certainly, because the the country of Israel was paying for the majority of that trip. And so, of course, everyone you're going to interact with is very, like, pro-Israeli government. Um, and so as long as you kind of, and regardless of your feelings on politics in Israel, as long as you sort of go in knowing that things are through that lens, it was still a really fun vacation. <laughs> um, we had a great time. Like I floated in the Dead Sea. That was really cool. Uh, I rode a camel. We hung out in the desert a little bit. Um, the Tel Aviv was fun. They have a really good like party and bar scene. In Tel Aviv. Um, yeah, Israel was just cool. I mean, I, I had a nice time. It's really hot. <laughs> it went in July. It's very hot. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's fun. All right. What about Netherlands? Netherlands was very cool. I could live in the Netherlands, honestly. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, every, everything was just very chill, just very easy, very straightforward. <laughs> you know, things culturally there were just sort of easy and actually kind of American in the sense of like um, like eating at restaurants was kind of felt like a very American experience compared to like when we went to Italy, um, mm. everything takes forever. You have to like chase down someone just to give you your bill so that you can leave <laughs> in the <laughs> Netherlands. It's very like, it, it all just felt straightforward, efficient, easy. Um, I love the idea of just riding your bike everywhere. That was kind of nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. The Netherlands was just really fun. Oh, and we went to a theme park in the Netherlands, too. They have a, a really fun one. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty quality, honestly. It, uh, it was supposedly an influence for Disneyland in California. What? Um, which I could see a lot of the rides were kind of like Disneyland. So, yeah. <laughs> it was good. Well, I guess there's no <laughs> mouse running around. No, but there's a creepy, uh, like, juggler clown looking thing what was his name oh that sounds oh, like worth the trip <laughs> he was yeah he was kind of creepy i didn't like him <laughs> um the theme park was good though honestly so yeah <laughs> do you ever think you'd go to um you know uh ireland Oh, yeah, definitely. Ireland would be really fun. Or, I, I mean, honestly, I just want to go to more places in the UK. I keep mm-hmm. seeing places, just from, like, shows we watch on Netflix, I keep seeing places in Wales that I really want to go. <laughs> um, I don't know why, but we just, uh, Andy's the same way. We've just been stuck on, like, Wales for a bit. So who knows? Maybe Wales will be after Japan. <laughs> um, well, and actually, there's a bunch of stuff from Dr that I really want to go see that we weren't really able to do when we were in London. So that would be good. Go to like Cardiff where like a bunch of stuff is sort of filmed and set for the series. Do you watch Doctor Who? All right. I'm going to be honest. Oh, no. (laughs) It's fine. Okay. (laughs) Let me me explain. All right. I tried to watch it. All right. So Brendel and I, we used to live with two roommates of mine. Um, I think I've talked about maybe once or twice Uh in the podcast, or I think. Um, We used to live with two roommates. And uh, one of them is like dire, like dire obsessed with, um, and I know relations to Doctor Who, but he really loves shitty horror movies. Like uh, he's all over the Sharknado's things. And he's like, his favorite thing is, I know it's shitty, but I I have to. Yeah. And, but he, you know, he has a passion for doctor who and so 
Um, he, I happened to be in the living room and he was watching the episode and I was like, all right, I'll sit down and try to watch this fucking show with you. Cause everyone seems to like it. All right. I don't know what episode it was. Uh, there was the doctor in, um, hell, I don't even, there was like floating brains, I think. No, 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 <laughs> not brains. I don't know why Futurama's coming up. It was like, it was real. it was really odd. I just saw a weird fucking episode. I was like, this is what everyone gets hyped about. The dude's running around with yeah. like running from a computer almost. I don't I know. I just, it, it, weird. Yeah, <laughs> it just it just come off me to the point where I'm like, ah, I'm too vanilla for this. I think and that's and that's that's pretty bad because it's you know it's Doctor Who. So, but I I do love, I, I do like the fandom for it. You know, it it runs passionate about their doctors yeah, and stuff. And yeah, I just yeah. it's just it's just for me. It's just I don't know. I I can't I cannot if I, if it. I can't get into it. That's a re- that's a long reach around. I'm yeah. saying no. <laughs> it's true. You're right. <laughs> well, and I mean that's fair because Andy also tried. He did a couple mm. episodes with me, although I think not as like vehemently as you. He did a couple episodes with me and just kind of went, no, <laughs> <laughs> not for me. <laughs> uh, which is fair. <laughs> so, is there a show that you two bond over? uh great british bake-off <laughs> that's definitely one do you watch it <laughs> uh i someone just talked about that um in a pot do you know of it pot- at least yeah i know of it i've seen it thumb okay. through netflix um okay i think okay. i want to watch it because you're not the only person to tell me about it i've never been too big into baking shows because they just make me hungry <laughs> Oh but yeah, that makes I've, sense. I've I mean, heard this one is like good. it's hilarious. I've heard it's like it's it's something like different than regular bacon shows. It is, yeah, yeah. But it's I really like it just because it's honestly really cute and wholesome. Because mm-hmm. um, it it's still a competition show. Like they kick someone off at the end of every episode. Uh, but the like one of the things that you'll sometimes hear people talk about with the show is that the contestants will help each other which is really cute. Like if someone has already finished baking their cake and time is almost out and another person's still trying to decorate, someone will run over and like help them pipe the last of the flowers on their cake. <laughs> and it's really sweet. Um, yeah, it's just really cute and wholesome. That's kind of the best I can describe it. And the hosts are hilarious. They're really fun. Yeah, I don't know if I've sold you on it, but it's fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what I'll put on the list right now. Um, okay. Well, we're, I and I know this is probably another slap on the wrist, but uh, Brendel and I oh, um no. actually are watching Game of Thrones for my and her first time. Uh, we are finishing, oh. actually starting season seven tonight. Um, we're on the fence if we want to watch okay. season eight because of all the bad things about it. I mean, you're probably gonna want to know what happened now. Yeah, right? Or you're just gonna like Wikipedia the ending. <laughs> are you and are you and him a big Game of Thrones fan? We, a fan might be too strong in the word. I've watched all of it. <laughs> uh, we did watch it all together, but after a while, it honestly was just I wanted to know what happens versus mm. feeling invested in the show, I guess. Yeah, because I'd say I'm not really into the fandom or anything, and if you tried to, like, quiz me on things, I wouldn't know the answer. Um, but I did, I don't know, I did watch all of it, though. It was fine. <laughs> I feel like that would think, probably upset some people. <laughs> I think besides Game of Thrones, uh, the only, and I'm pretty sure you're going to jump on board with this, the only, uh, even, and it happens to be a Netflix show that Brennan and I have, like, um, bonded over, per se, is uh, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. I still need to watch the newest season, but I do love it. Um, actually, I love it in a way that I want to make sure I'm ready to watch the new season. You know, like really commit my mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> Trust yeah, me, not one that I can just like casually put on. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just saying, okay. and I know you know, I'm probably not the only one that would tell you this, but the ending, getting the ending, is it's worth it uh for various reasons uh gut punches but it's it's very worth it's very worth and you know they do a little different with this with this newest season um in a way that it kind of draws you in a lot more than what you thought it would 
Um, so yeah, yeah um, okay. yeah, it, it, it's, it's just worth watching. <laughs> okay, me. go for it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I still planned on it. I just, I gotta like commit myself and be ready. Like, you know, because I want to fully appreciate it. So. <laughs> I think that uh, Brendan's wanting to, uh, she's trying to dive deep into that uh, Raising Dion um, that just came out. Oh, I haven't watched that at all, actually. I feel like I should. She uh she loves younger superheroes, so that's her like um, you know, like the uh yeah. young <coughs> um young justice and all that. She's like big into that to the point to like usually if it's a kid superhero, she's got her mind all over it. But I oh, got my mind cool. on <laughs> Yeah, I got my mind on something that's coming out on the twelfth. I know you guys uh, gotta be hyped for it too. Yeah. Yeah, we still gotta get we still gotta get our subscription, but <laughs> yeah, we gotta get around to that. But yes, I am very excited. <laughs> like, Although I had to think about I'm bad at calendar dates, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, that's soon. Yeah, that's why I'm like, yes, Tuesday. <laughs> where are we at? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, clearly I am bad at calendar dates. Yeah. But by, by this yeah, time this came out. Get signed up. By the by, the time this comes yeah. out, you probably have heard it, watched a few episodes yes. yourself. Yes, yeah, we definitely will actually, because Andy's really excited about it too. So is he a bigger Star Wars <laughs> fan than you, or who's who's the biggest one in the house? Hmm. Good question. I think we're just Star Wars fans in different ways. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. So, uh, although I'll, I'll sort of describe him to you, he has a very genuine and unabashed love for the prequels. He loves Jar Jar Binks. Um, like his avatar on most of his social media is Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> he he knows it's silly, but he has such a genuine love for it. Um, so. Well, and I, I mean, this is kind of getting into the, the Star Wars weeds, but he feels like the prequels were better than the most recent series of movies that have been coming out. What? So, I know. You'll have to interview him later. Um, <laughs> I, all right. I, but, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't bash him for it. I'm not going to say, okay, I'm not going to jump on the board and say that I hate the prequels, damn the prequels. I'm not going to say they're trash. I am, however, <laughs> going to say something to make me as equal be hated, but I really like, uh, you know, considering the ne- the recent one, I've really liked the new Star Wars stuff. Uh, I guess because it's also like, um, it also like tickles your you know, your childhood like a lot more, because uh, you know it is yeah. uh, bringing it back. So, fun. um, I won't bash him for liking the prequels, but it's hard. <laughs> that new stuff is fucking good. I mean, they are doing pretty good with that, I mean, except for you know what just happened. <laughs> Yeah, I I think they're all fun movies. I didn't walk away from it. I, I mean, even the prequels, it, it, nothing I'm really walking away from going, oh, that was trash and a waste of time. I enjoy all of them, you know? I'm I'm casual-ish as a Star Wars fan. I, maybe I just have really low standards. Um, I don't know. But it's all just fun to me, you know? I just like immersion into, like, whole new universes where you can mm-hmm. learn about things. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of why I liked Galaxy's Edge. Like, I just like the idea of being there and having all these, just like a different language. And, um, oh, what did they refer to money as? I don't know. Just a bunch of like little detail stuff and little building. That mm-hmm. that's what sort of gets me excited. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, did you guys see Force Awakenings opening night? Um, no, we haven't really been going opening nights within like a week or two. We usually do. We're going to go mm-hmm. see uh, the new one on Christmas. Um, oh, yeah. Be I'm already itching to see that one early, but I think, I think a lot of our yeah. show times are sold out. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we were actually kind of, I think we just forget. We were surprised to see so many openings on Christmas. And then we went, oh, not everyone's Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's right because <laughs> we're we're very much doing Jewish Christmas um, but yeah yeah so I'm really excited to go see the new one on Christmas you know for better or for worse I'm sure it will be a fun movie 
Well, you know, it's supposed to be the end, so. <laughs> well, yeah, so it better, better tie up some things. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. So if there is a fandom that, you know, you are, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, prequel <laughs> prequel series about what would yours be oh oh man i don't know i feel like i've never really attached to something super deeply in a way that a lot of people do mm. that makes sense um I, like i like i'm i'm pretty into doctor who Although, and I don't know, maybe I'm just always selling myself short because no matter, whenever I think of fandom, I always think about someone being much deeper of a fan than me. <laughs> so maybe I'm just always comparing myself to other people in that sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't have a great answer to that. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, hey, you know, yeah. at least you're yeah. being honest on that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I guess I could have just picked something. Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> so, the wedding soon. What's what's next for yeah. you know for 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 Caitlin for the Insomnia Project for the for the fish? Oh, just We're... like for, for life wise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Huh. I don't know, just kind of keep chugging along doing the same thing. <laughs> just sort of still putting out Insomnia Project episodes like once a month-ish. Now that we're back on track, mini hiatus, we're good now. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you do, everyone has a hiatus, it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, still going to work to see the fishes. Nothing super, like life-changing on the horizon honestly just sort of I finally feel like Insomni Project is a good example I'm settling into a groove of things running smoothly and so I'm kind of looking forward to just continuing to output things in a smooth and reliable manner <laughs> um yeah so I think that's kind of what I'm looking forward to right now it's just finally getting in the groove yeah I'm looking forward to see where you're going with it with this season and and uh more future episodes as well yeah, once a month-ish. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, really, to wrap it up, there's just one more subject I really want to touch upon you. How are you so good okay. at social media? <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> like, how? About like, that one. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, and, you know, from not just me and other creators who, you know, who, who, um, I wouldn't say, you know, we, we I guess in our connection, you know, one of the things we say is whoever runs the insomnia project in Lumi, you know, they're constantly on it. They're constantly, I mean, you're making track with them. Wow. Well, <laughs> um, wow. I now just feel like I'm on Twitter too much. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, a lot of people seem kind of afraid of it. I genuinely enjoy it. I don't, possibly too much actually now that I think about it but um I don't know it's just really fun for me it's I think this is kind of where my creative writing outlet goes um mm -hmm. because both of those accounts that you mentioned are not all the time but like 85 90 percent of those tweets are in universe um and in character so there is meant to be like a character behind the insomnia project twitter um and so it's just a really fun outlet for me. And I kind of think what made that moderately successful is the fact that I am, at least this is what I think, that I, I am creating content and not please listen to my podcast spam. Because, um, mm -hmm. you know, because as just like a normal person on Twitter too, I'm just not really interested in those accounts that are just sort of constantly tweeting, hey, you should try our podcast over and over and over again um me <laughs> I don't know well I mean to a certain extent it's hard to figure out what else to do with a lot of those because I realize not everything can have sort of a character that you're tweeting from um so I honestly think that's part of why those two especially kind of benefit from that I think it 
it gives it something interesting. I try and tweet relatable things about coffee. I think people like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. I like it. <laughs> it's nice to feel like I'm good at at least one thing when I get frustrated at other things that I know I'm not good at. <laughs> well, at least I'm good at Twitter. <laughs> that's when uh, that's when social media fails me. I'm like, all right, let me try to promote some things on here. And uh, that is just... That is not my strong suit, that's for sure. <laughs> it's tricky, right? Because you got to kind of, there's like some reverse engineering there. Because the type of people that are excited to see the things that you tweeted are probably already fans. And so you're not mm -hmm. finding fans that way. Because people that have no idea what it is are just going to be completely not interested for the most part. It's kind of hard to pitch from that standpoint. Um, I don't know. The other thing that I genuinely have a lot of success with is just trying to be involved in the community and just like a lot of tweets. As stupid as that sounds, is just scrolling through and finding things that like, oh, that is me. That is cool. Like, like, like. People start seeing the name over and over again. Maybe they go look, although that sounds kind of spammy now that I say it out loud. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm actually reading them and trying to genuinely and that helps get other people's tweets more noticed too um and it kind of snowballs from there well thank you for sitting down today with us caitlin oh yeah no problem i had fun <laughs> and i'll be sure to have you back especially when we do more insomnia project oh yeah definitely yeah i mean i love chatting so anytime <laughs> <laughs> And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Personalized. For anyone that's interested in getting a hold of Caitlin, whether it be to ask her like a million questions about escalators or uh, the Insomnia Project or see where Luminaire's Brimstone is at right now, um, you can reach her at her email and her Twitter handles that'll be linked in the show notes below. Uh, just to clarify, I do want to thank everyone for patiently waiting as uh, the, this episode had a bit of delay to it um, due to me still getting back on track from things that uh, unfortunately last week, Brendan's dad passed away, so I have been preoccupied with with being there for her and and her family the best I can. Um, I wasn't able to to work for a week or, or or do work on any writing because the things were just so hectic and and timing and stuff. So, again, thank you everyone for patiently waiting. Um, this episode with Caitlin was really really fun. Um, I love learning and talking to her. Not even just like on a professional standpoint. Just she's just so funny to entertain sometimes. Um. <laughs> So, last but not least, uh, if anyone's curious on anything else from Gravity Undone, such as Exit Plan, Space Brains, or My Creativity, uh, you know, you could, you could find us at gravityundone.net, you could find the, the Twitter handles all over, uh, Instagram, Gravity Undone, and in any of your podcatcher, uh, you know, where you even listen to Personalize, you could find My Creativity, Space Brains, or even Exit Plan. So, again, thank you for waiting, and... This is sadly going to be the last official recorded episode for 2019. Um, I have a bit of surprise that I think, yeah, we could talk about. Uh, I have a bit of surprise um, that Suri and I are going to do kind of a, like a closing out 2019 episode for Gravity Undone that we will put on at least personalized in my creativity feeds. Not sure where we're going to go past that, but you could be looking out for that sometime around the end of the year or beginning of 2020. Um, but... With that being said, again, thank you. Um, please, you know, share this with anyone. Uh, you know, give it a review on any podcasting app you use. And, and you know, just just thank you again for the support. And um, have a good Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. <laughs>